This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Three Lions Podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast where basically I try and talk anything England, be it games, opponents, look at the history of the Three Lions, the future of the Three Lions. And in the past I've spoken with managers, physios, chefs, authors and mainly supporters because that's what makes the game tick. As the saying goes, and as something we've learned over recent times, football without fans is nothing. It is always great to speak with England fans, to hear of their journeys following our national team. And they can all be heard over at 3 com, or on your usual podcast provider. Now, I've recently had a longish conversation with an England fan who hasn't missed many England games since his first one back in 1988. I say it's longish. He had a lot to say. So I've decided to split this one over two episodes. Now, regular England fans will recognise the face. Some may not know the name. This is part one of my chat with Coventry and England fan, Brian Wright. Now, following England, both home and away, you'll see many familiar faces, but perhaps you just don't know the names. It's always good to speak with England fans, and this one will be a familiar one, although maybe for a more being seen at the snooker or the one with Shrek. You know the one I mean. I'd like to welcome to the Three Lions podcast, England and Coventry fan. It's Brian Wright. Hi, Brian. Hi, Russell. You all right? Not very well. Yourself? Yeah, yeah. I'm just coming down from a... What was a brilliant summer for us, really, as a as a nation and as a team. Absolutely. But I think slightly marred by, well, completely marred at the end by the dogs, the uh, drunken yobs, people trying to get in and did get in without tickets, and uh, of the, you know, the racists that absolutely disgusting what the England players got after the final whistle, missing penalties. It just there's no place for that you know, in football or in society, really. And because of all that, I feel we've been denied almost sort of celebrating how far England did get and how close we were to actually lifting the trophy, really. Yeah, you're right, because I, mean, I hadn't really thought of it like that. Unlike you, the, the whole final has been sort of tarnished by the whole events around it. I feel we've got a, a long, long way to go to to even tackle the racism side of things. But the whole, like, the storming of the of Wembley and, and that sort of thing really puts a, a sour note in, in your mouth. And, and you're right, we, we haven't really had a chance to appreciate how far we actually came, how close we, we nearly were. Um, and, and, yeah, you're right, because in past tournaments, we, we actually have sort of appreciated how far we, we went, haven't we? You go back to Italian 90 and the England... England team flew back into Luton and they had open top bus going around 
you know, famously with Gazza with his fake breasts and his <laughs> big belly. Yeah. Um, and everyone was celebrating what an achievement that was. And Euro 96, when we got to semi-finals and lost some penalties, as we do, it was like we, we gained respect again as a football nation. Players were walking tall as they came out for their club sides at the start that season. They were getting England players were getting applauded from opposition's fans just yeah. for the achievements. And I, I feel we, we've been denied that. Uh, we've lost that, really, for this tournament. And yet we should be not celebrating failure, but, you know, it's relative success for, for us as a nation getting to a final and penalty kicks away from, from winning a final. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, the ride we had, what a summer, you know, this, the Germany game, last 16, really, you know, stays in the mind. The, the atmosphere, that game leading up to it during that and after just I'll stay with me forever that one uh, it don't come along very often does no it, was was that your game of the tournament the Germany one yeah I was too nervous for the Denmark one um <laughs> just wanted to get over the line uh the Scotland one that we all thought about Euro 96 and Gaza and David Seaman's save it didn't materialize did it it, just, it was a damn it, squib, it, that, wasn't it it was it was a shocker really it was like the worst game of the tournament but <laughs> You know, just winning that opening game of the tournament, it just it set us up really. I think, and uh, if we could have got to Rome, would have been perfect as well. Those fans, you know, would have loved to have gone out there and got behind the team. But yeah, I, I think the Germany last sixteen was definitely the match uh, that I enjoyed most. Uh, the the Italy one, it was a great occasion to be there. You know, in the final, you know, it was there for us really. The game was there for us, but I just think we didn't change tactics again. I, I just. A bit like Russia when we got semi-final against Croatia. We just came up short, I think, when it came to being proactive as substitutions. Instead of bringing players on, I thought, you know, just to take penalty kicks, I thought we should have been bringing players on to try and win the game in extra time. Yeah. But it's that's still, greedy, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing wrong with being greedy, is there? We want to see England win. We want to see them lift a trophy. And, you know, maybe that is maybe that was the step we needed to take to... Uh, for next time to uh, to lift it, but that'll come, I'm sure. But you've been to many an England game, haven't you? Go on, take us right back to the beginning. How did you come about being a uh, an England fan? The first England tournament I remember watching as a fan, but on TV would have been '82 in Spain. I just remember, you know, seeing England play on the telly. It was like a novelty, you know. They weren't it home international match or. A, yeah, or a friendly because very rarely were we on telly and and we're unbeaten, weren't we? We wore that famous Admiral kit. My my uncle uh, worked in the factory in Leicester making that kit. Did so, he? Uh, I've got a, yeah, so I've got a bit of connection uh, ah. connection with that. He's um, he used to show me uh, like sketches that he had of the designs when I was like little, like and uh, yeah. So it's my favourite kit, really. I'm trying um, to rack my brains now because I, I mean I like my football shirts as, as much as the next person, but the guy who ran Admiral was Patrick someone. Oh, his name he's he's passed away now. Hasn't he, he has, um, hasn't he? So yeah. So did yeah. he? He, yeah. he works for him now, didn't he? I'm going to have to Google his name. He he worked in the factory um, making them in Leicester. So I've got one sitting somewhere that's that uh, will never fit me again because. Uh, <laughs> 1982, what was I, uh, 12? I can't get into things that fit me last last month now. Never mind. Bert Patrick. Bert Patrick yeah. was the uh, the, yeah. the guy who ran Admiral. And, and yeah. the shirts, obviously, we're referring to those ones where they had the, well, the home one had 
it was all white, but with a, a across the shoulders, weren't it? Yeah, red, red white, and blue across yeah. the shoulders. And then yeah. there was the, the away one, the red, the red one. one. Yeah. yeah. That Brian's Brian Robson scored after 27 seconds, didn't he? That yeah, first game France. in France. Yeah. Yeah. I'd come home from school to watch that and then uh, just settled down and we scored. Couldn't <laughs> believe it. So that was my like first like real I uh, getting behind the country, like watching them. I and we we didn't lose the game, did we? We uh, no. we needed to beat Spain 2 0 in the used to go from phase one to phase two mm. of the group stage and it was us germany and spain we drew them both um, we, we drew, drew both games yeah so we went out i think i'm right in saying wasn't that the tournament where trevor francis and uh who's the other player uh but they only played 20 minutes kevin keegan it, it, it was uh trevor brooking kevin keegan they were yes they both come on last, last 20 minutes uh to try and get his goals and they both had great chances as well keegan missed a, a famous header with his uh, big permit he had at the time. <laughs> he, uh, at the back post, he should have scored. Like, but uh, that ended up being his last game for England because Bobby Robson took over Ron Greenwood then and he never picked Kevin McGeegan again. So uh, it was almost forced retirement, really. So, yeah, that they only had um, 20 minutes. And he was my favourite player growing up, Keegan. Oh. Uh, then, obviously, we didn't qualify for uh, Euro 84. Mm. Lost to Danes, didn't we? Uh, home penalty. and uh, yeah. And then uh, 86 was Mexico and Maradona and Handegard, and, which was brilliant to watch on TV, the tournament itself. You know, just it looked like it was far away. Obviously, it was, but yeah. the grainy pictures on your TV, it just looked like a proper, proper World Cup. Yeah. And then my uncle was always a massive fan, Leicester fan, all my family, apart from me. I grew up and uh, started going to Coventry when I was at school. So I'm a Cobb fan, but my uncle, who's a Leicester fan, was a big fan of the Dutch national side. And when England drew Holland in uh, Euro 88 in the group stage, yeah. he said, oh, I'm going to go over uh, to watch. Uh, do you fancy coming? I asked my dad. He goes, yeah, of course. Brilliant. You know, How do old it, were you then? It. I was 17. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you know, not young, young. But, so we uh, went over, drove and then over on the ferry and he, Drove to a, it was held in Germany, Dusseldorf, yep. the game was. It was Peter Shorten's 100th cap. Michael Van Basten scored hat trick. They had a brilliant side, the Dutch. Yeah. Rijkaard, Hullet, you know, Van Basten, Arnold Muren, you know, real good side. Uh, Van Brooklyn in goal. Tony Adams played, and uh, Van Basten gave him a torrid time. I don't think he played again for a couple of years, Tony Adams, after that, because no. he, he, I think he was scarred for life almost. But Van Basten was- could do that. To most was, teams, um, yeah, I was going to say what Tony Adams was this the game he scored in, or did he score? No, against... he, he scored in a in like a, a like a friendly against Holland leading up to a uh, a tournament. Oh, I thought he scored I in the my... tournament. Did he score against Russia, or did Brian Robson score? No, uh, the only goal we scored in the whole tournament was Brian Robson. He equalised against Holland. Um, oh, okay. That's what I fell in love with when it, when he scored that goal and it and everyone jumping on each other and. <laughs> Just absolutely going, you know, just scenes, absolute mental yeah. people grabbing each other. I only knew my uncle and my cousin, you know, <laughs> in the crowd. And yeah, I must have hugged them, you know, about, about 100 different people I'd never <laughs> knew and stuff. And uh, jump, you know, ended up from row 20 to row 10 or whatever, without even that realising. And I just fell in love with it, you know, being a, almost, we're a minority because the stadium's covered in orange. You know, yeah. the Dutch had loads of fans and we had about, I think, 5,000 a day and uh, just 
I thought, even though we, we lost and then we went and played Russia in the next game and we lost 3-0 in that, I just fell in love with it. I just, I wanted more, I wanted to go. And uh, so instead of uh, going cover home and away, I started putting my finance towards going England home and away. And at first I was travelling on my own, but as everyone knows, you follow England, you know, you meet like-minded people. Uh, it's always a spare seat. Come and sit here, mate, have a drink or, you know, or, you know, just come come with us and you soon get to meet people in there and make friends. I've made made some great friends, friends for life, who yeah. uh, I would have nev- never met if it weren't for following England. Obviously followed them all the way to qualifying to Italian 90. So you went um, to Italy? Yeah, yeah, Sardinia for the group games. Uh, and then the, uh, the Belgian game like, where we scored like, last kick of extra time, David Platt, yeah. uh, Chrissy Waddle and Terry Butcher coming over Let's all have a disco night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a famous picture, that isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We've, uh, I think, one of them's got a shirt over their shoulder, and they're all, let's all have a disco. <laughs> and then, obviously, the Cameroon game. I felt sick at that game because I, it's a game everyone thought pretty much it was like a boy to the semi final, which is stupid because, mm. as we know now, it is England. There's no such <laughs> thing as uh, a straightforward game. We scored early, you know, everything was going to plan. And then, uh, they brought Roger Miller on and uh, before we knew it, we were 2-1 down and, and Peter Shulman was keeping us in the game. And, yeah. and then we get that late penalty and Lineker such bottle to take that penalty and pull it away. Extra time and then... Another penalty, was it? Lineker gets another penalty, yeah. And then he should have scored a hat-trick, really. Uh, Gascoigne did like a mazy run and uh, squared it to him and he ciphered it wide, whereas oh. if he would have scored, it would have been probably a goal in the tournament if, well, yeah. up there with Platz anyway. Well, yeah, then off this semi-final, uh, Germans, penalties, you know. We, <laughs> we don't need to go down that first route time, again. It? Yeah, but <laughs> it, was, it, it was the first time that time. So we, yeah. you look at Stuart Pearce, you'd put your money on him to score a penalty for Forest or, or for England. And, yeah. and then Chris Waddle, I, I think they're still looking for that ball, <laughs> aren't they? So, and then <laughs> I went to the third and fourth place game. Uh, against that was against Italy, Italy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Shilton's 125th and final gap. Yeah, it was, it was like the final that, that should have been, really. You know, the two best teams. We were better than Germany on the day, I thought, in that semi-final. And Italy, I thought, we were better than Argentina, who just held out for penalties. But. Yeah. So it was always going to be like that then, you know, semi-finals and competing. And then after Euro 92 in uh, Sweden and didn't win the game. Famously, Denmark were on the beach, weren't they? And they got a late call-up because of Yugoslavia. Yeah. I'd like really random accommodation. And the first night I got there, flew somewhere like to Holland or something, and then got a hovercraft or something. It was some, <laughs> a, re- a, a random uh, yeah. journey. Got there so late, there were like no rooms at the inn sort of thing. So I just remember uh, finding these uh, locker rooms on the on the beachfront and just going in one and then um, like pushing me a uh, bag up against the door, just trying to get a few hours sleep till I could try and find somewhere to stay. And uh, spent like uh, about four nights on a boat. Spent three nights in Stockholm um, in a jail. Did you? Uh, the, the, yeah, yeah, nine, yeah, nine pound a night. You pay extra and they shut the cell doors for you, <laughs> <laughs> or you can leave them open, like you know. Yeah. You know, just things like ah, places so... I would never normally stay, or yeah. places I'd never normally go. You know. And, didn't go out the group, didn't win a game. So that's two euros on the trot that uh, I didn't see as winning a game. Then we had um, World Cup 94, we didn't qualify for. No, that's right. You know, when 
every game home and away. Um, that was in, the, in Taylor, lovely man. Mm. Um, we went to in the qualifiers. Yeah, I think it was in um, Taylor. We had Turkey away. Right. Um, oh, was this the infamous and, uh, Turkey game? Yeah. Yeah. Go on, tell us a bit about this because this one was a uh, yeah, it's unfortunate one. Well, it's it good and bad. You know, um, yeah. probably more bad to come from it. Um, I remember, like in the day, we were we were playing five side football against some local Turkish fans, uh, having a laugh, and then at night it just really turned sinister. I remember we went in this nightclub. There were about seven of us, and we we're all calling each other by their um, club name. So you know, I'm they're calling me Cov, because yeah. Cov, and there's a lad from Brighton, a lad you know from Manchester, but uh, he, he was United, but we called him City, and you know, <laughs> just a bit of banter and stuff. And we went in this. It, it was like a, it was like belly dancing bar, and we all had a round of drinks, and uh, they brought around the drinks, and they brought a bill straight away and said you have to pay the bill straight away for your first round of drinks, oh. and uh, they put the bill down, and the bill was something ridiculous. Well, they did Stupid have a lot money, of million liras then, or whatever they did, didn't they? Yeah, I know. Even though it looked like it had a lot of noughts on, but <laughs> yeah. when you translate to English, it was still a lot, a lot of money. And yeah. I'm thinking there's no way these drinks should be this price. So we all looked at each of them. We all sort of agreed that, well, can't afford to pay this. You know, it's just a stupid price. So uh, we saw the door sort of narrowing as people like were blocking doorways. It looked like a uh, scurry and stuff. And uh, we just decided we're just going to make a room for it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It must have been like £500 for oh, one round of drinks wow. for that seven of us. It was something ridiculous anyway. And we, we hadn't even touched a drink. Mm. And even touched the drink. We just thought, well, that's ridiculous. And uh, no, uh, we weren't shown no uh, price list of drinks when we were ordering a drink. And we were not as if we were ordering like a uh, Don Perignon or something. It was like a you know, six boxes and a beer or something. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. We decided we'd get up and we'd say, no, we're going to leave it. And saying, you got to pay, you got to pay. And we just sort of just brushed out. And then it, like the doorman started chasing us. And you sort of like see a bit like a, a shiny glimmering thing in your eye and weren't sure what it was and then one of them said they've got machetes no so bloody hell and it's one of the moments where you're running but you're sort of laughing as well while you're running thinking oh my god you know you just can't believe it, <laughs> it, it yeah i'm like you know it's not gonna end well sort of thing but luckily uh we, well we weren't quick but we were quicker than them so yeah. but it, it just it was a really strange trip we remember going um so this was Ishmael, wasn't it? I'm looking, just yeah. looked it up. So yeah. World it was the Cup game where we won two 0 Was it Platt and Gascoigne? Platt and Gascoigne, both in the uh, yeah. in the first half. Yeah, yeah, we're in the ground early, but not as early as the Turkish fans. They were, they looked like they'd been in maybe two hours before we got there. Maybe <laughs> right. uh, the place, the atmosphere was very hostile. Um, probably scariest I felt being in the ground right. while following England uh, yeah. up until that point. They were, they were throwing rocks and stones and coins at us and well there many england fans there uh, this was 93 i'm thinking maybe uh 1500 something like that decent decent amount yeah yeah yeah. i was next next to a lad from uh brighton i just remember him in getting hit in like the side of the face and next thing there was like like blood his hand was up against his eye and stuff and blood everywhere and and got to like some like first aid people and uh, they just took him away and started dealing with him but I, I didn't really know what what had happened to him at the time 
I remember taking my jeans off and uh, put them over my head. Right. And watch through the uh, zip hole of me fly of my jeans. <laughs> the rest of the game. Uh, I know it's crazy, but we were still getting hit by stuff. Um, yeah. I thought, well, it might hit me and hurt me, but is is you know it's not going to hurt me or mm. or worse. I think the lad um, he ended up losing his sight in one eye. Oh dear! Yeah. So, absolutely, absolutely good. And when, when you hear that, and no one should be going to a football match and lose sight. You know, uh, lose an eye or you know, a limb or even lose their life. Um, mm, yeah. it, it was just so devastating to hear. Being there, he didn't know the extent of, you know, his injury at the time. And it weren't until uh, we got back off the trip that I read, uh, like, I think it was like a, in the news of the world. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a couple of page offered, spread, wasn't it? Yeah, and he offered him, I think it was £10,000 £10, compensation. I, I don't think you could put a price on something like your site or... Yeah. But fair play to Mark. It hasn't stopped him going games. Um, no, I've he, been fortunate he, enough to speak all, to him. Yeah, he goes all around the world. I, I don't know if it ever got to him because um, I contacted the, the store company that we went with. I think they went bust shortly after because uh, oh, right. they went wrong on the trip. But um, I tried to contact them to get Mark's details. But obviously, you know, for whatever reason, they said they couldn't. But mm. if I wanted to pass on any sort of message, then they'd pass it on. I went to my club, Coventry C, and got them the whole squad signed a football. Did um, you? Okay. And then sent it to the tour company, but never heard back whether it got passed on to Mark or not. It's just a, a little bit of, you know, someone to say, you know, you know, I'm there, we are sort of mate. Yeah. That game, um, we won, you know, uh, Gazza and Platt scored. But just remember the um, day after the game, we were heading back to the airport. Me alongside, I think five of us got our bags stolen. Um, while they were chucking their bags onto the uh, onto the bus underneath, um, right? It looked like they were chucking them all in. Obviously, about six of us uh, didn't get our bags chucked on, or maybe more than six. But six of us uh, were stupid enough to have our passport in a hold all bag. Um, oh yeah, live and learn. Coach, and we got to the airport, uh, all looking around, thinking, "Where's our bags?" And uh, they hadn't chucked them on, they kept them, and. Uh, and obviously, passport was in it, so British consulate had to come out uh, to try and give us like a temporary uh, pass to get on get on the plane. So we were standing there in the airport, no money, well, very little money. I had some change on me, and the England squad came into the airport. And it, it was at a time where um, you know there weren't really segregation, us and them sort of thing. Private, mm-hmm. they had their own plane, but you know they just came through the airport like everyone else. And uh, I was I was there having a a Mars bar and uh, as Gaza walked by he had a bite of my Mars bar no and I'm walking so uh, I wish I would have kept the rest of the Mars bar but I, I just I carried on eating it but uh, it's one of the things where you know you think looking back uh, would have loved to have kept it really but, uh, did he say anything to you? no he had a mouthful of Mars bars didn't he? <laughs> he, just, he just like did he sort of like his grin like and uh, like, <laughs> sort of thing, and, uh, and uh, carried on walking just laughing his laughing his head off like yeah, you must have come yeah. into some contact with some players over the time, though, haven't you? Oh, I've been fortunate enough to meet um, all eleven players from '66. Right. Um, Bobby Moore, unfortunately, it was only a uh, like a, a shy hello, Bobby, as he was walking up the, the steps uh, to to Wembley because he played for my team, Coventry. Um, he used to have a charity game before the FA Cup final. You know when he had the big build up, Saint Yeah. Lucy and, a proper cup final day. 
Daley Thompson, I remember, played for the Spurs Legends team against us, and Bobby Bobby Moore played for Coventry. Um, I think we lost the game, but we won the main game uh, afterwards. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I've been fortunate enough. I've got all their autobiographies signed, all 11 players. I've met Jimmy Greaves as well. Yeah. Who would have played if it weren't for the injury, I suppose, and it changed his life and Jeff Hurst, didn't it? So, Jeff. Yeah, of course. I met Pele. Um, yeah, I had a photo, I had a replica of the Jules Rimet, I had a photo with him, and uh, he was handing it me back saying, uh, here, it's yours. I goes, no, you, you win it three times, it's yours. Right. <laughs> uh, he signed me a book. Yeah, I, I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of the uh, ex-England players and uh, had a chance to meet Rooney, got invited to England training. It was a time when, I'll get back to how I got Shrek, but it was a time when I had Shrek and uh, yeah. I took him to England training and uh, he was the only player that refused to come over and sign shirts because of, uh, of Shrek. I'm sure he's forgiven me by now, but um, <laughs> if, if I go quickly back to the um, yeah. that like campaign under Graham Taylor of qualifying, we had a double header against Norway in Poland. Yeah, um, I did a 11 night trip by coach, and only four of their nights were in a hotel. The rest were travelling in the coach full of England fans. Oh. As you can imagine, it was pretty uh, uh, toxic and uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, loud noises coming out of both ends from everybody, and uh, <laughs> a lot of drink being consumed. But uh, and both trips to get a point out of the trips, like you know, we yeah. lost to Norway and uh, got a point. Poland, uh, Poland. The ground was on fire. It was wooden benching, and uh, a bit of the ground was set alight while two Polish fans were fighting each other. I asked a policeman that was like looking after us, "Why are they fighting?" And he goes, "Well, one lot are from Poznan, one lot are from Warsaw, and they're fighting the right to fight you English." And I'm going, "Why? Why don't they just team up and fight <laughs> fighters?" He goes, "He was going like that's because." They're not very clued up. <laughs> so uh, they carried on fighting each other, and we got away like uh, with a with a point. Yeah, it was uh, scary times, hairy times back in the uh, the late eighties and early nineties. Yeah, all the way through to probably um, like Belgium and and uh, Holland in two thousand. You go right up until then. You go two thousand two World Cup in Japan was probably the first time that I went as a fan and got treated as a fan. Because it was too far and too expensive for the idiots to go. So it was just an amazing tour of Japan. Um, yeah, that was my first away trip, Japan. And it was, well, first away tournament. Yeah, I've got fantastic memories of that. But go on, you missed out France 98. Go on, what? Yeah. Oh, France 98 was, well, in Marseille, um, on fighting on the beaches, literally sort of uh, Winston Churchill, weren't it? It was, yeah. uh, it was shocking, the uh, scenes uh the weather was glorious. Uh, we were camping and we had a right laugh, just, just traveling around in a people carrier, just decked out in all England colors, playing like tunes and, uh, sing song and just stopping off wherever we wanted. Obviously, uh, playing Columbia in the, uh, in the final group game and, uh, Beckham and I think Darren Anson, uh, sick note, he, uh, got on the score sheet and yeah. to get us through to, just think we only got through to the last 16. I know we come up against a good Argentina side and that famous Mike Lowe in goal and Beckham getting sent off. Was it, was it Sol Campbell scoring and we're all celebrating? And next, next thing they, they had seven on two because they took the free kick quickly. And uh, They were very clued up there, weren't they, the Argentines? Because yeah. I think they were England were all celebrating and there was only... You mentioned 
Anderton. I think it might have even been Anderton who, who sort of he noticed got, everyone was. Noticed. Hang on, they took a quick free kick, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. It was an amazing. I went with my best mate at the time, Chris Green. Went with him Italian 90 and Euro 96. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's such an amazing time. Like you were saying, we were celebrating and looking around. The next thing, they're like seven on two of Argentina attacking. And just to think, we had, I think just off the back of like Euro 96 uh, and Hoddle, like very tactically clued up. Yeah, I thought we had a real chance that year, and uh, yeah. we just come up against Argentina side. That, like I say, their, their equaliser from their free kick, where we had a wall and they had a man just off the off the wall, and we were waiting for him to clip it or shoot, and he played it short to one of the players who put inside and scored. Yeah. They just were very clued up tactically, and he had the nous of like Simeone making the most of uh, Beckham's flick out, and yeah, that's it's not. That's barely a yellow card, isn't it, when you think about it? It's not considering the challenge that he went down on the first place to get the free kick was worse than what he did for the little flick out. He just Yeah, it was, it was a strange old game that, wasn't it? Because I mean some would say that Michael Owen went down a little easy as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I I as he did, I think, in uh, in Japan. Uh, oh yeah, perhaps I'm later. getting confused, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, that free, that was definitely um <laughs> Yeah. You know, minimal contact, shall we say? <laughs> but um, yeah, we went out uh, to Argentina and thinking what could have been, I suppose. But yeah, um, a glorious failure, weren't it? On penalties, a- another one. Yeah, but when you think of the likes of Batty or or David Batty stepping up to take a penalty, it doesn't fill you with confidence, does it? Or or even Paul Ince, Paul Ince as well. Yeah, yeah, they were shocking penalties. I mean, do you think Seaman saved the penalty? Thinking of like Pickford saving one for us. You, or two, you think it gives you a chance then, doesn't it? You, mm. you put yours away, you win. It was uh, not to be. And yeah. Hoddle went shortly after, didn't he, uh, for off-the-field comments, shall yeah. we say. And then we went into a bit of a, a wilderness, didn't we? Because we went foreign and Sven took us to Japan, didn't he, off the back of the year 5-1 in uh, Munich. Naturally, I assume you were there for the Munich yeah, game. it was one of the nights that was so surreal, like singing like We Want Six and stuff and against the Germans. <laughs> and, yeah, it just didn't feel very real at all. And it went from, I think about four days later, we had a home game against Albania. It's up at St. And, uh, James's Park in Newcastle, yeah, wasn't it, that one? Yeah. And it was like maybe like 10,000, 12,000 crowd, maybe tickets sold. Off the back of the 5-1, it suddenly went to a sellout. I remember uh, meeting Norman Wisdom outside the ground because he was, he was massive in Albania. Try it, yeah. A national hero because they, they were the only films he used to get, weren't it? Met him outside the ground, had a chat with him, like, and uh, I remember seeing him in Albania when we played. He, he took a penalty and he uh, he took it at half time, he took a run up from the halfway line. Did he? Didn't and he do he his famous to, fall or something? Yeah, he got all the way to the ball and he fell over. Right? And, uh, <laughs> Doing all that and stuff and this uh, brilliant, brilliant, a comical uh, genius. Just, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Japan was an amazing trip. Remember walking out of that game beating Argentina and like had a, a guard of honour by Japanese fans just clapping the England fans walking out, and it just felt like we we were invited, not like inve- invading. invited, like yeah. invading. Yeah, we didn't go sleep for two days, just celebrating, drinking off license. In over there because it was expensive to drink in Japan, but off license bottle of vodka and bottle of coke. Tip half the coke out, fill it up with vodka, and uh, just partying in the park. And just remember, it's this England fan who was lying on the floor. He was asleep, drunk. I imagine it was a hot day. 
he was burnt to a crisp and just rolled rolled him over so he could like burn near the side light sort of thing. And uh, <laughs> uh, until, I think he was from West Brom or, or, or Wolverhampton. Oh, he, yeah. I've met him a couple of times and uh, reminded him of that story. <laughs> and there was a sumo wrestler in the park, one by one taking turns, uh, England fans just having a go at trying to push him back. And right. Just picking him up and chucking him into the fountain. Uh, I was 11 and a half stone at the time, maybe. I'm never going to see them days again, but 11 and a half stone, maybe 12 stone. And just remembered just a really sad attempt at trying to uh, grab a man in a nappy, oversized nappy light. And uh, he just picked me up and chucked me in the fountain light. And uh, one of the things following England, really, it was just having a laugh and, uh, you know, making memories. Yeah. And sadly, uh, we come up against a Brazil side that had like Ronaldinho and Fat Ronaldo, and uh, yeah, he was a brilliant player, weren't he? And oh, absolutely. I still blame Beckham for uh, jumping out of the challenge on the halfway line just before half time. I think he was thinking, trying to be clever and let the ball go out of play, and he jumped up and they kept it in, played it inside to Ronaldinho, who did a couple of lollipops, and uh, and then give it to Rivaldo, who scored, I think. And uh, yeah, yeah Rivaldo, Ronaldo, and Ronaldinho, it's not a bad front three, was it? Uh, no, nah, what would give for something like that? But in the last group game, I think we played Nigeria in Osaka and it was baking hot. And, uh, yeah, I was there for that we, one. Yeah, we had this clever idea of playing football against the Nigerians um, in the like, big car park outside. And uh, it must have been about, eventually got to about 150 aside. Ridiculous. You were lucky if you touched your ball. There was a guy dressed up in all the robes and he had like a fly swatter and a hat and he looked like uh, the, uh, the king of Nigeria or something would dress. Yeah, I just remember him diving full length in his robes to save shots and stuff. And I broke my foot in that game. You did? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went to kick the ball and ended up kicking the bottom of someone else's foot. I didn't realise I broke it at the time. And I carried on the rest of the tour. And uh, gradually my foot was getting bigger and bigger, like, like a club foot. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't didn't do anything about it, just like medicinal purposes, alcohol, uh, sake. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That game of 150 aside sounds better than the actual game that we actually watched. Oh, nil-nil. And, uh, yeah. It meant we had Denmark in the uh, knockout stage, didn't it? Um, yeah. But we would have avoided Brazil if we'd won the group. If spots and maybe's. Yeah. Again, following, following England, if only. So. Yeah. Yeah, I come home and got a foot x-rayed and a fan. I'd broken metatarsal in the top of my foot. And, oh, well, you're in good company, a broken metatarsal. <laughs> What I met at wasn't before uh, like Beckham. And then Rooney went on to do it himself in 2004, didn't he? Yeah, well, go on, take us on to 2004, well, because 2004, that was one that of was the... That was tournament, weren't he? Come yeah. alive. And, uh, that became the start of Shrek as well, because uh, we played France, France in the first game, and we just he tore him up, didn't he? We were 1-0 up, he ripped him to pieces, won a penalty, that Beckham took and would have put us 2-0 up, but Barthez saved it. Then Zidane did his thing on the uh, free kick outside the box, Heskey foul. And then Gerard back pass win. I think David James brought Terry Emery, as we were calling him the whole game, brought him down and Zidane scored the penalty and we were all gutted. Terry Emery giving it the big one, you know, because we were, Terry Emery, you're having a laugh. We are giving it for about 90 minutes and then uh, he was giving it his back. you got to take it though if you give it, I suppose. Of course. We are absolutely gutted and uh, I was there with my dad and my two children. We were meant to fly out the day before the first game. We'd booked it a year before England had qualified. And once England qualified, the tour company uh, 
cancelled the flights because they could know they could sell them again for like four times the price. He said you could fly out and you're going to land two hours before kickoff. I didn't want to take that risk, but my dad and my kids were coming over for a holiday mainly. So they still stayed on that trip. And I flew out a week before to Albufeira and have a week there with my mates (laughs) and then met them met him in uh, Lisbon for the first game and they just came into the stadium as the national anthems were singing. So uh, I was waiting there. They had their three tickets like waiting to meet me. And I, I was just so glad to get him in the stadium with me and uh, then enjoyed like games with my, my kids and my dad. And we were staying in Estoril. We booked it, like say, a year before. Three of the four England games ended up being in Lisbon. So we, we, we just felt perfect, really. I was feeling down after the France game and to make me feel cheer me up I thought I'll cheer my kids up and I took them there was a big Toys R Us in Lisbon and I said you can buy whatever you want one thing whatever you want my oldest daughter brought a telescope right um, and my youngest brought Shrek Um, okay so she brought Shrek and she was four and at the time she had an England kit that was for a four-year-old and she like played dress me up doll and brought it out in her England kit and come and said Look, Daddy, it's Rooney. Yeah, and then said, "Please, can I take him to the next game, which was Switzerland?" And he scored two goals. And so we thought, "Well, he's he's coming the next game." And then it was Croatia, and he scored two goals. And we thought, "Well, this is a lucky mascot." Then took him to the uh, it was Portugal knockout, and we Owen scored early. Thought we were going to win, and but Rooney went off injured, and he took it to extra time. And uh, another late goal disallowed. I think was was it Gerard. Or we scored a late goal. It got disallowed. I can't um, remember that one, to be against honest. Against Portugal. I know we drew two all and it went to penalties. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you say we opened and kissed a penalty spot, didn't he? And, uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, Again, I've forgotten. Keeper, their keepers scored one, I think, didn't he? I think he With, scored the winner, didn't he? Yeah, and Ronaldo, the old, before he was the winker, he was yeah. another, weren't he? And, uh, he was only young then. I got interviewed by a Portuguese TV and they were saying who, who to look at out for and stuff. And I said, Cristiano Ronaldo, before he'd really come on the scene, obviously their main star was Figo, weren't it? Yeah. Uh, but he was just towards the end of his career. Uh, went on the beaters in a penalty shootout and Eusebio come out and kiss the penalty spot. And uh, the Portuguese were beautiful hosts. Loved it there. You know, my daughter had a birthday while we were out there. They both learned to swim really well. We all come back with brilliant tans and... Uh, <laughs> Great memories, you know, uh, barbecues on the beach and, you know, with the England fans, like-minded families and other fans who I've known for, like, my mate Neil from Ellesmere Port, you might have seen his flag up, uh, a yeah. massive Ellesmere Port England flag. I met him in Italian 90 and uh, I've continued going England games home and away with him for years. Um, he had his flag uh, stolen on three occasions that I've been with him. <sighs> I think the first one was in... Um, Wally in the Broly. We we played um, Austria in a friendly just before we played Croatia in the uh, infamous game. Yeah, it was going. This is 2007 for qualify for the uh, Euros, and uh, we had a friendly on a Friday night against Austria, and uh, we flew to Salzburg for a penny. <laughs> Those are the days, and no taxes, a penny. So there's two people turn, no taxes, and then a, a 40 euro train from Salzburg to Vienna. That's how we did it. And uh, yeah. we got jumped on by some Austrians with their uh, knuckle dusters. He got <sighs> his nose and I got my teeth knocked through my lip. Uh, oh. And then he's a uh, flag off him. Um, Just for a flag? 
yeah well I had Shrek on me back as well uh, I that became a flag for me then I started taking him to England games home and away and they were trying to wrestle Shrek off me back because I had him in like a backpack in my bag blood coming down my face blood coming down my mate's face we were about 10 yards from our hotel when I was like scrambling in the doorway you know a load of England fans it was a bar downstairs just inside the foyer like and shared lads we've been attacked here and they come out and like, the four youths that jumped us it was skinheads like uh, only young managed to run away and got away with his flag but uh, not away, not with Shrek thankfully but um, so then he, he had another flag made obviously Austria we won 1-0 uh, Michael Owen results went our way that night which meant draw was good enough for us against Croatia and uh, we were famously 2-0 down he brought Beckham on didn't he and Prout second half come back to all lost the game 3-2 it was raining. Our train uh, broke down before it got to us. We were standing in a train station that had no shower. Right. So we got rained on for about three hours afterwards waiting for our next train. It weren't a pleasant memory. It's a memory, but it weren't a pleasant one. No, what a, they all count, don't they? But, they, you know, it has its plus sides. One, we didn't qualify for Switzerland and Austria in 2008, which would have been a terribly expensive tournament. But also we had a friendly in Trinidad and Tobago to compensate it which you know i went like for eight nights all inclusive oh. stayed in tobago 25 minute flight over to uh trinidad for the match met some lads out there that were english that lived out there and uh they had big kegs of rum that you're allowed to bring in the stadium and uh like uh the uh special caribbean uh, tobacco that they like to smoke out there right you know <laughs> uh, i indulged in uh yeah. not to wouldn't recommend it. And then going on a jet ski the next day, though. Uh, and then we hired a boat out there and went out fishing in, uh, in the Caribbean Sea. And we saw this double-decker yacht coming towards us that said York's Pride with all these bikini-clad women lying out, getting tanned on it. And we're going, I wonder if that's Dwight York's boat, uh-huh. you know. And it was. And he was, he was up there, like, helping steer it and stuff. And uh, we were all singing to him. And uh, he stopped. And uh, we were all having a chat. And he uh, signed a Trinidad and Tobago shirt for me. Did he? Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, we had a right laugh. It was just an amazing trip, considering, like, we only went there, really, to get Jack Warner's vote that we ended up not even getting anyway. Exactly, um, yeah. You know, we, we went there and then had to sit and watch a tournament that we weren't involved in. As a nation like England... You know, we're used to qualifying for tournaments, aren't we? We we mm. tend to get pretty pretty easy groups, really. And uh, that's why we only get tested, really, by maybe one team in our group. And when we get to finals, and it don't help us, I think it hinders us, really. So yeah, maybe okay, that's right. the Nations League being brought in. We're getting tougher games, aren't we? Rather than the friendlies and, and some of the groups that we end up getting. Yeah. Obviously, from there, we went to South Africa, 2010. Again, went with my kids and my dad, some of my mates that I met. Kazakhstan in our qualifying group, flying like thousands of miles for a for a European qualifier. Yeah, um, I've heard so many that, stories that, about Kazakhstan. It's that, great. That such a like crazy trip because you know you're flying halfway around Europe, hearing the captain like saying like we're going over like Chinese airspace and stuff almost to get to Kazakhstan, and you're landing in a place that you've only seen like on TV, sort of. Borat making fun of, mm. so you know that weren't even filmed in Kazakhstan. Them scenes, right? And there, and they were so accommodating, so friendly. First night there, we we drank the bar out of its alcohol, as England fans do, you know, because yeah. there were only a few England fans in certain hotels, and uh, they just weren't used to seeing this many people come and just drink. And uh, 
it was where I met, you went on to be my best man at my wedding. I was sitting there having a drink and there was a spare seat. A bloke come over from a, a Cozil, a Villa fan. If I knew he was a Villa fan, I wouldn't have let him sit next to me, to be fair. But, uh, me being a Cov fan. He just said, you know, anyone sitting there? I goes, no, nah, as you do, you know, if you're travelling on your own or travelling with groups, Oops. more the merrier. And uh, as long as you're all like-minded and uh, sound of mind, debatable. But, uh, yeah, we sat and we got on and we started chatting and knew, like, same sort of people and same sort of areas around Cov because he, like, got brought up in and around Cov and got on really well. And I started saying, oh, I'm going this game, do you fancy coming? And then, because he didn't go... We went most games, but not every game back then. And I could be quite persuasive when, when I meet someone I like and I think, well, you're really going to enjoy this place that I'm going next, you know, and I think I'll enjoy it more if you come along. He was hooked. And then I met three guys also in Trinidad and Tobago that ended up coming to games with me then on. And I remember sitting there as the draw was being made for, for South Africa. I was sitting there with 13 passports and people's details, all booking flights, internal flights, accommodation for all of us as the draw was being made. Yeah. And we made our base Port Elizabeth. And then when one of England's group games got drawn in Port Elizabeth, I think the, th- the final third, third group game. Slovenia or Slovakia. Slovakia, it's <laughs> one of them, yes. We made it our base, apartments overlooking the Indian Ocean. It was oh. just beautiful. And then we flew in and out to uh, the other destinations. You know, first one's in uh, uh, Rustenburg. Yep. We stayed in a place called Lucky's Bar and it played all English, English tunes. You just pay a fee to get in and then all your food and drink were free. Pick up your own like slabs of steak or, and then put them on a barbecue and you cook oh. them yourself. With someone watching it while you do it and stuff. And then you go up to the bar and have whatever you want to drink and stuff. And Sky News were there filming England fans, you know, there. Me and my mate Neil were on and a friend of mine, Kelly, got a load of their. Uh, of the uh, bread cobs that the burgers and hot dogs were going in and yeah. started shoving him down his shorts. So he was looking like he, he was well packed for the interview light and stuff. And uh, just remembering like, taking them out and then feeding the oh. African, African kids while we were on our way to the stadium and oh. stuff. And, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a sight to be seen. And uh, one of my mates, he was on, got caught on camera looking absolutely six apart, like uh, when Rob Green did the. Uh, horrendous mistake yeah uh, it's against goal. america yeah he, he looked like yeah he looked like he'd like the worst thing he'd ever seen he looked terrible it was on camera but what the camera didn't know he did so many sweets <laughs> before the match that he couldn't stop throwing up and that's <laughs> why that's why he looked terrible not because of yeah obviously we all got it because of what happened <laughs> <laughs> He was sick because of eating too many sweets, not because of the result. <laughs> then his actual birthday was on the day of the uh, Algeria game. Oh, happy birthday. Fucking game. Good God, yeah. But again, we, we drank the bar out of, I'm not a great beer drinker. I'll drink pints, I'll, I'll drink like cider, but mainly oh, yeah. I'll drink vodka. We drank the bar out of vodka. And uh, so my mate says, why didn't you try this like Captain Morgan spice rum? It's really smooth. It's nice. Oh my God. What a, mistake or what a victory it become my favorite drink i drink right. that everywhere now we went up table mountain and then we were meant to go robin island my mate lost his camera while we were up on table mountain so we missed the cable car coming down to get the boat for robin island eventually he found his camera it was in his bag <laughs> having gone having traced around the whole of table mountain again revisiting where we'd been and then re-looking in his bag 
and find it at the bottom of his bag. Oh, just, some choice words uh, there, I bet. So there was. So we went back down to uh, see if we get a refund because there was no more trips out to Robin Island because the water was too choppy. And they're going, sorry, uh, we could give you a, a voucher if you ever want to go. And we thought, well, we're never coming back to Cape Town again, realistically. I just filled out the voucher that they were giving me. I put the name down, Mickey Mouse, which did come back to uh, haunt me later in the tournament. But um, we then went on to uh, Port Elizabeth, back to our base. My daughter had another birthday. She turned 13, so she's been quite lucky with birthdays in June at tournaments. Yeah. Back to Port Elizabeth, celebrated her birthday on the beach, you know, had a party for her. And then there was a like a boardwalk with all restaurants and shops and arcade in my kids would go off playing we had walkie yeah. talkies that would speak to me back to me and stuff and uh, we walked into a place called squires it had like big screens it had like horseshoe big horseshoe booth that seat the 13 of us yeah and we watched watch three games a day on there because you know start the world cup is a game every like Love few it. hours almost. it was you know it's brilliant for a football fan and uh we'd book in there and normally it was first come first serve but because we'd stayed and watched all three games because if you want to come back gives you a name, we'll give the same seats. So they kept you in seats. So every time we'd come back and watch three games a day and we'd have stars, mains, desserts, drinks all throughout and then eat again later in the day and then just give us a bill at the end of the day. And it was ridiculous money and stuff. But we felt, you know, made so welcome. We wanted to come back. We watched the final England game, won 1-0, straight to victory. But I met uh, Frank Skinner and David Baddiel at the Slovenia Slovakia game. Yeah. And I'd met them previously in Germany in 2006. And I had a, like a replica World Cup that I had. And they asked, couldn't come have a photo with me with a World Cup? And I had a photo with them. And then I saw him in the Slovenia game. And uh, they had Alan Davis with them as well. And he goes, didn't we have a photo with you in Germany? He goes, yeah, yeah. I goes, oh, well, it, was, it proves to be lucky, didn't it? Like joking, because we, we weren't yeah. very good in Germany, were we? And uh, we had a photo again with me in the World Cup and uh, we Shrek this time. Yeah. Uh, brilliant memories. Uh, we went from there, said goodbye to my kids, uh, my dad, went on to Bloemfontein for the uh, the massacre. You know, mm. Lampard clearly crossed the line. Clearly. Just so far over the line. We were sitting on the halfway line, basically, but we could see it. We were celebrating the goal. We could see it, you know, and then behind us was all the corporate suites and you could see on the TVs, the replays and, and the next morning, we were deciding what we we're going to do. Are we going to get try and get a flight home early? Because our flight originally was two days after the final. I went to the airport just to inquire. And the, uh, the referees, the officials from the game were there. What being are they? Being presented like crystal gifts from UEFA. No. But with armed, with armed guards around them. But basically, that's the end of their tournament. Because of that, yeah. they didn't get in the tournament. But just remember, um, just being given gifts and thinking like, it's just crazy. It's probably why we got VAR now, really, isn't it? When you think about it. Highly likely, yeah. God, just yeah. you say about those the trophies, like the World Cup trophy that you've got, and and with the the tournament just gone, you've got the trophy. Yeah. Well, how yeah. do you come about getting those? Because I mean, I had my photo taken with your World Cup one. I think it was for the 2018 draw when we done the Travel Club. Um, oh, it was at Wembley, weren't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, how, I mean, they're, they're spot on. As far as I'm concerned, how did you come about those? Well, in Germany, I went with Shrek and yeah. came back with the World Cup. Um, <laughs> somebody was selling one outside the ground. It okay. was about, about 40 quid. I thought it seemed quite a lot at the time, but when I've looked 
since about other replicas and stuff. It's probably a really good price. And I brought it and then I've taken photos with uh, Deal and Skinner. Yeah. And uh, just thought maybe like the final qualifying game of qualifying for a World Cup or friendlies leading up to it or getting to a World Cup, I'll take it with me. Mm. Obviously, I've, I've took it. I actually got one in France 98. And you got two, have you? I've got about six. <laughs> if I see anyone selling one at a World Cup, I brought one made out of a basket weaved in South Africa. Yeah. And a, a chocolate one from uh, Brazil uh, in foil. <laughs> <still>. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a, if I see one, I've almost like tried to continue my, uh, if I go to a World Cup with England, I'll buy another replica. Like, even if it's like a miniature one or a different size one. or yeah. But it's not a lucky superstition, is no. it? It's proved not to be. But um, <laughs> the one I brought in France 98 got dropped and uh, they're made of like resin and uh, yeah. they can chip and break quite easily. Uh, I've had a, a couple of Euro ones that have been dropped. Uh, <laughs> One in this tournament got oh, dropped after it. Scotland game. Too much shrink and uh, not enough enjoyment. Quickly got it glued back together by my daughter. My daughter's brilliant at doing anything uh, arty. And she, she made like my giant Harry Maguire mask and stuff like that uh, that I took to. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, that you might have seen. Uh, oh, good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, France 98 brought it originally, then brought again Germany 2006. I got one in Japan as well. The one I got in Japan is the best one I've got. Yeah. It's to the dimensions, but I'm not sure what it's made of, but it's so heavy. It, it'd be too heavy to start waving about and celebrating. Right. No, I Good for a doorstop. Yeah, yeah. Perfect for doorstop. Yeah. Or burglar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave that one there until the next time. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. That was the first of a two-part chat with Coventry and England fan Brian Wright. Stay tuned for the second part. It will be coming your way soon. So please stay subscribed. You won't miss it. Now, in the meantime, don't forget you can follow the podcast on all the usual social media channels, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just search Three Lions Podcast. And if you happen to be on the likes of iTunes, why not write a little review on there too? Always appreciated. Now, I will, of course, be back with you very soon with some more England content. So until the next time, cheers. <laughs>